Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, we hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company, but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we are passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow. And I'm Dwayne Drawn. Through our 40 years of combined dirt under the nails experience, we look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast. This is your host, Joshua Gill, flying solo today. And uh, we have a two special guests on today, which uh, we normally have one, so we're gonna have two today. Um, one is the marketing director at Groundworks Land Design, and the next is the vice president at Groundworks Land Design, uh, Joe Stark and Dave De- De Gregorio. I knew I was gonna get that, see, that I even hyphenated it. So, <laughs> welcome guys, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good man, thanks for having yeah. us. Good no, absolutely. Chat, I can't. Uh, I can't wait to hear your story and get into, you know, uh, what you guys are up to. So, tell us a little bit about what you're doing now, and then we'll get into your background story. So, what are you guys up to? Yeah, sure, Dave. You want to kick us off? Yeah, yeah. So, generally speaking, top line. I mean, we're like a lot of people out there. Um, design, build, maintain. Um, focus on high end residential. Uh, we do some commercial work, but uh, we found our niche in the high end residential market and delivering professional service. Um, something we've always wanted to do is bring restore professionalism to our industry, which has a, uh, unfortunately a, a bad uh, stigma of lack of professionalism. So that's always been at the forefront for us. Um, but we're doing a lot of, a ton of outdoor living space, design build work, ton of, you know, the roof, outdoor patio, bar, TV, heaters, the whole bit. Um, that's really becoming a big piece of our pie. And the fact that we can kind of put it all together for clients design it from our amazing design team, bring it to life. And we kind of concierge them the whole way through where it's not pieces parted out. It's all start to finish through Groundworks. Um, we've just kind of built from there. I love it. I love it. And you guys are in Ohio, right? What part of Ohio? Yeah. So we're in West Lake, Ohio, but it's a West Side. Okay, Creek. cool. And how long have you guys been doing it? Oh man. Well, the company is about 13 years old. Uh, and very, very proud of that. Kind of started uh, bootstrap start, nice. if you will. Um, kind of rags the riches story. I'm sure we'll get into that. Uh, but it's funny because we were chatting just before we jumped on with you and, uh, I'm the marketing guy and I've never landscaped in my <laughs> life and I've only been on board for about nice. two and a half years, but I promise we'll bring some value to this show. Um, and Dave's been, been on board a little bit longer. Nice. Yeah. I'm just your classic, uh, learned how to use the choke on a weed whacker 10 years ago <laughs> and never left. It's got sucked in, <laughs> you know, that. um, but here we are 10 years later and, um, it's been a fun ride and there's, I mean, every landscaper knows there's, there's ups and there's downs, but you know, the re- rewarding side of things just kind of keeps you coming back. I so. love it guys. So, all right. So let's back it up a little bit. Take me back to the beginning once upon a time, if you will, and let us know how you guys got into this industry and if you originally came from this industry and uh, what the hell directed you to this way. Shoot. Sure. Sure. I'll, I'll start and then I'll let Dave share kind of a fun, a little bit more entertaining story. But um, I grew up in the Cleveland area, actually Bay Village, the same uh, city I'm in now. And it's actually uh, a market that we, we service quite frequently. Um, I went off to college and then I was always drawn to the bigger city. Uh, so I was in Chicago for about 10 years, uh, the capital of the Midwest. And 
I was always very involved with media, marketing, PR, uh, and I worked on you know a variety of brands. Specifically, my niche was in the spirits business, so did a lot with uh, whiskey and bourbons, um, and even marketed you know luxury brands like uh, Porsche and Rolex. So um, pretty interesting that I'm now in the green industry, but uh, it's been really exciting. I grew up with Tony Nazarello, who's the president and founder of Groundworks Lane Design. Uh, and when I moved back to the Cleveland area, Bay Village specifically, about four years ago, um, you could really just kind of sense that hyper growth and that excitement that Tony had. Uh, and we would meet a lot just for coffee or for drinks. And he was kind of expressing to me that he needed someone to help him with social media. And he had all these crazy ideas. We call Tony the idea guy, right? Um, but he needed someone to help organize it and streamline it and actually execute it. Um, and at the time, I was working remotely, um, still with a company in Chicago. Um, and it was a really exciting boutique PR company. But I just kind of had something in me that was like, hey, I think maybe we could do this, right? So if we don't you know, mix personal with pleasure, I think uh, we could really make this work. And like I said, I, I've been on now for about two and a half years, and it's been uh, incredibly exciting to, to see the growth just from like a digital standpoint, see the sales growth, um, but also just, you know, see a branding growth and even see the industry change so much in two and a half years. Um, it's been it's been a pretty crazy ride. It feels a hell of a lot longer than two and a half years. And I yeah, that in yeah. the best way, but that's that's where I am now. So I love it. I love it. How about yeah. you, Dave? Yeah, so I. Um, my story is funny. I, uh, when I got out of college, about six years of my life, uh, I <laughs> joined a band afterwards and was playing and touring in a band. And uh, I needed kind of like part-time work when I was home and, and around. So uh, I kind of knew Tony. We had met through mutual friends. And he was like, yeah, man, let me know. And this is way back in the day. This is like a Ford Explorer pulling an open trailer, like couple of guys, yeah. cut off shirts, you know, trying to figure it out, doing small jobs here and there. So he was good enough to just say, yeah, whenever, you know, if you're home, let me know. Like I can always use an extra hand, someone else to help. And so that's kind of where I started. Um, uh -huh. Funny enough, I had, uh, I had actually been fired after a year because uh, <laughs> I had no call, no show two days in a row. Um, being in a band at the time, you know, there's a lot of fun activities happening. So, uh, so I was actually <laughs> More fun than landscaping. <laughs> yeah. so I was fired from Groundworks. Uh, I came back, you know, my tail between my legs when when the band ended, and just uh, like I'll give you another shot, man. But you know, don't don't screw me over, and uh, just kind of took it seriously from there, and uh, you know, just worked those 70, 80 hours a week, grinded it out Monday through Saturday, sun up to sundown you know, headlights on the truck so we can get our last commercial account cut for the week, you know, kind of going through all that in the trenches um, for a long, long time, just kind of being a project manager for 10 years, uh, wearing basically every hat you can imagine, yeah, which yeah. anyone who's been in for more than a few years knows, knows that feeling of, well, there's no one else to do it. So it looks like I'm going out to handle it, you know? Um, yep, yep, so yep. that, that's kind of, I was, when I made my triumphant return, just kind of stuck with it, grinded it out. I always saw Tony's passion and his drive and his unbelievable work ethic that he, it's probably his greatest gift he gave to me was just teaching me what real hard work is. And um, we just outworked everybody and we made it past a lot. You know, we kept hitting milestones over and over year after year and eventually got to a point where Joe called me and said, hey, you want to... I'm thinking about coming on board. Will you meet me and kind of sit down and talk to me? And uh, 
we sat down and had coffee and he was like, okay, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> so yeah. yeah. What's it really like? You know, I know what Tony told yeah. me, what's it yeah, really yeah. like, right. you know? And, uh, I shot him straight. I just let him know, man, this is a place where you're fully empowered as long as you take the initiative and you're, and you will be able to build your own career path here. The opportunity is, is endless, um, for mm-hmm. people that want to work hard and go all in and are willing to put the work in. You, you can carve out your own lane here. And, and Joe's just done an amazing job the last two and a half years. You know, I, as a project manager, I was also <laughs> social media manager and getting yelled at why we didn't post on Facebook that week. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm trying to finish cutting lawns in the dark. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Priorities. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that, that's when Joe came along. Like I said, he's done a great job. And all those years of kind of grinding in the trenches now, like the growth, it's such a fun growth period now where we're adding so many great people to the team and we're, you know, new positions are opening up that were just didn't exist before. And we're just bringing so many great people in and we have the ability to do that. And it's just uh, the last like year or two years have just been just been a really fun, still a lot of hard work, but it's been just so fun to see that 10 years of, you know, wondering if you're, if you're going to make it in the next day, <laughs> yeah. feel, you know, know that feeling. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's nice to see all the fruit of your labor, right. After all those years and having such a bump in the economy right now in outdoor living, and then to be able to put it all to the test and see it growing. And it's such a beautiful thing. And, you know, it's kind of a, um, you know, a tribute to all of that work. Now you mentioned Tony a few times about how he empowers his employees. Now, typically I'm talking to the owners of the company and they typically, you know, they tell me about how they uh, impact or try to empower their, their team members. But you guys have a, a unique perspective because you talk very highly of how he's empowered you. So can you share a little bit about how he empowers you for you guys to show up and be like, I'm going to give 120 fucking percent constantly. You know what I mean? And it's not your business. So how, how does he, what is his secret sauce in order to get you guys to do this stuff? What's in it for you besides money? What's in it for you? Sure. I mean, I think we can both talk, speak to this rather. Um, and one of the first things I'll say right away is, you know, he trusts those closest to him and, and we are, we do have a seat at the table. We are a part of the conversation when we mm-hmm. stress culture and we talk about empowering these guys so much. So I think that's, that's really neat. And, um, I'm sorry he couldn't be on. He's out of town. That's why you're not talking to him, but you'll have fun with us. Um, I would say, sure. honestly, like culture is king, right? Like not to sound cliche, but we say culture eats strategy for breakfast every single day. And as we grow and as we have labor shortages and as we realize how valuable our crew members are from the bottom all the way to the top, like to your point, it is so much more about money at this point. It's about, you know, feeling good, waking up, enjoying to where you're going. Um, and, and we just do a lot of really cool cultural building, um, I think, exercises and also like campaigns and strategies around that. So, for example, um, you know, just on the front end, like our, our benefits are fantastic, um, match 401k, healthcare, all of that. Um, some of the more fun stuff, I mean, we do food truck Fridays, we do frequent happy hours on Friday. Um, we're actually really proud to say that just this year we implemented profit sharing. Uh, there nice. used to be kind of, sort of like a secret Christmas bonus. And we were like, this is bullshit. Like we got to figure something out a little bit better. Um, mm-hmm. And Tony really took it upon himself to like work with our third party HR company and like really saw it through. So we were able to deliver a really nice percentage of profit sharing on 
in February of this year, um, and that'll be a yearly thing. Uh, we do an annual pig roast. Uh, Tony likes the bright and shiny, and he's like a firm believer in work hard, play hard. So um, as, you know, piggybacking off of what Dave said, I mean, if, if you work hard, you will be handsomely rewarded, and it's not always just in money. It's it's in experiences, right? Um, you know, the, the professional sporting events that we go to, I mean, it's a blast. We, we, we really have a fun time. It's, it's a really good group of guys and a couple gals. Um, and I think it, it really just all comes back to, you know, that culture and that, you know, mentality of, you know, doing it together. And, and that really does trickle down. Um, we, we try to over communicate as much as possible, even though that's super difficult, especially the busy season now that we're in April and we got guys out 10 hours a day. But um, we've held a standing Monday morning meeting. Um, and that is everyone knows like on their calendar, you never miss that. That's at seven thirty, And, you know, we, we do breakfast with the guys. We talk to them. Uh, Tony used to make pancakes and then COVID hit and we realized that wasn't the safest thing to do, like coughing on some pancake batter and then handing it out. You know? um, but uh, we'll, we'll do breakfast and, and we'll try to pump them up and talk about the week and then we'll get right into it and we'll roll out. But um, again, I just can't stress like that culture is king mentality more and more. And it does pay off. I mean, we have, we see our, you know, some of our workers come and go, but um, for the most part, you know, the, the guys that are in it and that work hard, uh, they see the, you know, the reward and the benefits and, and they've stuck around. I mean, we got a couple of six, seven, seven year yeah. guys, right? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. And how big is uh, the team itself at this point? Probably pushing around 45 to 50 employees, somewhere nice. in that range right now. Um, we've got a couple subs that work with us, but are, you know, for all intents and purposes, full-time groundwork subs, you know, that they like to yeah, yeah. own their own time and get paid a certain way. But uh, yeah, I think, I think we're going to be probably by the time we're fully staffed and, you know, season's running, probably around 50 employees at Groundworks. Nice. Nice. That's freaking awesome. And you're right, dude, when everyone can feel a vested value and that they're a part of the, the success and they get to share in the success, that's huge. It's when they got to come in and work and work and work. And they see the, the guy at the top getting his castle bigger and bigger and fancier cars and more vacations. And they're stuck doing the, the you know, all the legwork, all the stuff they don't want to do. And they feel like they're being kind of cast out. Um, and that's how it used to run. That's how it started when I was in business in the very beginning. That's how the structure was. And thank goodness, you know, as a reader, I started realizing this is not how people really want to be treated and let's bring them into a story. Let's get them in here to be part of the narrative and part of the culture and create a culture around people of like mind and, and empower them. Cause when you do, then there's a much higher probability that they're going to come in and give you 120% every day, or at least most days. And the ones that aren't cut out for that, whoosh, you can tell pretty quick who the, who has to go, right? Makes it really easy. You know, right away. It, it's yeah. usually when somebody walks in the first day, you go, well, we'll give them a chance. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? yeah. you can just, you never know. You can never really totally judge a book by its cover, but a lot of times within a few days, you kind of know who's going to yeah. buy into this, who's going to work their ass off, who's going to show up every day, who's going to, yep. you know, are they going to uphold our values? Are they going to do excellent work? Are they going to, you know, they care about groundwork's reputation. They, they, they know, you know, you know, and that's, yeah. it's a buy-in and we're, we're pretty firm on like the negative side of things when someone's not working out and they're not pulling their weight, everybody feels it. And all of our guys tell us like, Hey, this guy, he's in the trailer, he's not working hard or he's showing up late. We have no problem. I mean, the, the greater is, is far more important than one. They could be the best, you know, paver installer ever, but it's a bad culture fit. 
you're, you're no, not just doesn't work. Out, just doesn't work. You know what I like the most about the conversation so far is you guys have talked a lot about, you know, not just your respect for Tony, but your, I can feel like this ownership of the company that you guys exude. Um, I hope the listeners can feel that too. It's, it's like, you feel like you're working for your company, even though you're, you're part of a team, right? And there's nothing more powerful as, as a leader, uh, you guys leading people and Tony leading you guys, you know, to have that, that structure, feel it. And that's when a, a, a culture is truly working, right? Is when you guys are like, this is like my baby. Like I'm, I'm part of this family. This we're all here rooting and pulling in the same direction. It's not working for him. It's working with it's, it's everybody working together to a common goal. So that's hats off to Tony. He's doing a hell of a good job and hats off to you guys for leading the way you are. I love it. It's really cool. Sure. It's awesome. really cool. Glad you pick up on it. Funny, we actually, Joe and I kind of rolled out a, camp a campaign this year, internal campaign, that's literally called Own It. So yeah. we wanted to, like, that all surrounds on empowering employees. Uh -huh. um, we wanted to kind of break that feeling of like, okay, I'm done with this, what should I do next? Okay, I'm done with this, what should I do next? So we're literally, the term Own It is just flowing around Groundworks right now. And everybody, it's like, it took a couple of weeks, but now everyone's like, how can you solve your issues on your own? Like think of your truck and trailer, your projects as that's your business. You know, yeah. you own that business. What, like you tell me what your game plan is. You know, you tell me what your, you know, order of operations is going to be. I'll critique it, offer some insight, but the more you can own your process, own your equipment, own your projects, you, you're going to become so much better, feel so much more empowered to make good decisions mm -hmm. and, you know, sometimes it requires people fall on their face a little bit. They fall down. But those teaching moments that will like help our employees, our guys grow so much more than just saying, do this, 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 and this. And, tell, and yeah. call me when you're done. You yeah. know, it's like, you tell, you tell me how you're going to approach this project. When we do pre-site meetings, we get on site and go, all right, Foreman, you own this job. This is your project. Mr. Smith, this is your job. What do you, what's, what's your first steps? What are you going to do? How are you going to lay this thing out? You know, what's, what's yeah. your approach on it? And that's been always going towards the same results, but we wanted to flip the way we got there to help our employees feel that empowerment and feel yes. like I get to make decisions. I know what I'm want to do tomorrow and Thursday and next week. And I know what's coming down the pipeline. I know what jobs are mine. It's, um, it was a little, took a little time to get rolling, <laughs> but now I'm like, I hear it out in the yard, you know, guys are rolling out and like, like your truck's clean. Nice job owning it. Like, Oh, this waste is in the wrong pile. Let me move it. Like, even though I didn't put it there, I, you own that situation. Great job. My salt spreader broke. It's not working. I'm going to call the fleet manager. Actually, you know what? Hold on. Let me Google it. See if I can figure this out, how I can fix my own salt spreader. <laughs> Andy knocked yeah. it out of the park, ran back to the shop, pulled out some drills, fixed the fixes, salt spreader back on the road. Didn't bother anyone. Totally owned it, man. You did a great job there. So that's been a been a huge, huge plus, and it's really been super successful this year. And just seeing that whole culture of empowerment and ownership, and allowing people to feel like they really have a say in their own destiny here, and their own day to day, and their own you know kind of short term and long term goals. Two words, that. man. Like literally, just own it. Because own it. Change the culture. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're even gonna print a freaking sign that just says own it and put it in the shop and just continue to like bang them over the head with it and. It's yeah, funny. Yeah. yeah. It used to be like up until that campaign, it used to be, you know, someone messed up or someone did something good and you would just hear, you know, Hey, profit sharing, like keep that in mind. And now that's like totally changed. And it's just yeah, like, yeah. own it, own it, yeah. you know? So it's, it's pretty cool to think. So something I want to mention too, I know we're talking about, 
you know, trying to grow internally and trying to carve your own path. Um, something that Tony's always been super adamant on. And it also just seems so like minor and basic to me. And he, sometimes he just like really harps on it. But um, we are constantly updating and reprinting a org chart. And we yeah. hang it. It's just a massive, really like whiteboard, but it's magnetic. And we have all the titles, but we never permanently put anyone's name there. And we intentionally do that. Um, and, you know, you can see, you know, the magnet names now of where people are. But, you know, what that does when guys are in the shops or when we have our Monday morning meetings and they see, you know, a void in a spot or, you know, they see that we're growing and then we printed yet another new org chart and now there's more spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, that also really empowers them, too. So, I mean, it's like the most simple stuff that you just like, you know, normally would overlook. But two words like own it or literally printing an org chart. It's insane to see that cultural shift that will happen for those that really want to buy in, you know? Absolutely. It takes a certain person, but you know, when that's right, they're either in it, you know, you know, Jocko Willink said, you know, extreme ownership and that's own it, right? You just, you just own the thing in front of you, regardless if it's your fault or not. And to your point earlier, you know, a lot of times owners, and I'm sure owners listening to this, you know, and I know I was like this too. That's why I'm saying this. You know, I always thought that my way was the best way and they had to do it my way and uh-huh. I had to train them how to do it the way I would do it because that's what I was comfortable with. Right. And the problem is that for me, five plus five equals 10. And for them, two plus eight equals 10. And I, I couldn't get my head around like, why would they do it that way? But they still got the same freaking result or a better one. Right. So I had to realize that everybody does math differently, but they all get the right people will get to the result faster or at least equal to your way. And if not, then you can look at maybe you learn something from their way. And next thing you know, you're like, hey, I'll integrate a little bit of yours and a little bit of mine and we'll get to there even faster. So it's keeping the open mind because that's truly when as an owner, you can step back and keep more focus on the, the you know, the horizon, the, the vision for the company so that everyone can be constantly running on all cylinders. Uh, that's that's the bigger this is a bigger piece of it all. But understanding that other people have other ways to do it and that it will probably be better than yours to be able to make yourself a bit more humbled. It's going to absolutely help you in that growth. But uh, hats off to you guys. That's awesome. I'm glad the culture is so strong. And uh, and obviously it's it's because you guys have an open mind for empowerment. It's really cool. Now, uh, Joe, you mentioned that you're a marketing director, you know, at, at the at um, Groundwork. So tell me about some of the trends you're seeing and changing, you know, with social media and all that stuff. What are you guys doing? Have you found any gold nuggets you want to share with our listeners who are struggling with social or struggling with, you know, getting their company flying? So what are some thoughts you got? What do you what you guys find out? Yeah, sure. Um Man, I, I could probably talk about marketing so I'm blue in the face. <laughs> but from just like a 20,000 foot view, I guess, um, obviously you got to be digital, right? It's, it's 2022. Um, I think just when I came on, I, I kind of had like a multifaceted approach, but like the main things that we wanted to do were we wanted to do like a major rebrand, right? But, um, you know, for purpose of this conversation, the other thing we wanted to do was make sure that we were like in Tony's words, everywhere online, right? Um, so in marketing terms, I would say I wanted to increase our digital footprint. Um, so really, we made sure that we were on all of the popular social media platforms. But it doesn't just stop there. I think a lot of people, you know, oh, Facebook, Instagram, I'm doing it right. Well, now there's TikTok. Now there's always LinkedIn. There's all of that. But I think also um, just your, your company and brand reputation site. So people a lot of the times overlook the Yelps. They overlook the Google My Businesses, they overlook even just, you know, a good looking website. Um, similar to what you were saying earlier, 10 plus 
or five plus five equals 10 for you. And, you know, eight plus two equals 10 for someone else. People are the same way when they're trying to find information and they're trying to research a topic. So, I mean, if you think of the way you, you know, want to find, you know, a, a nearby, you know, band that's playing, um, you know, you may follow that band on Instagram already, get the information that way and buy the ticket. Someone else may get the information by just going to a website or by, you know, even just going down the rabbit hole on YouTube. So people consume their media and their content completely differently. But the most important thing is to be consistent across all channels and at least just, you know, have a little bit of ownership everywhere. Uh, and that's, that's been like a massive, a massive, uh, I guess, increase in driver for us. When I first came on board, we put like all of our eggs in one basket on, on Facebook. And now, sure, we got like decent numbers and analytics on Facebook, but now we're seeing just uh, tons of responses and engagement on other platforms that we were overlooking before. Uh, so that, I mean, that's been, that's been really big, but uh, you know, some of the really fun stuff, I mean, I, I feel like we were gonna talk about TikTok at some point. I don't think TikTok's going anywhere. Um, and I think that's important. Uh, I always pay attention to a lot of different studies. And I think I just recently read last week that now the average age user of TikTok is like almost near like the boomer's age. So, yep. you know, what we were kind of saying no to last year because it's for elementary and high school kids are now our target demo. Right. And there's also yep. been a couple of times when we've, you know, Dave's been on on-site meetings and we always, always ask about lead source, how you heard about us. And, you know, a 65 year old lawyer will be like, TikTok. You know, that's a perfect example of why you got to be everywhere. But no, yeah. we're always experimenting. We're always throwing a bunch of shit at the, you know, wall and some of it sticks and some of it doesn't. That's, you know, another thing I love about Tony. I kind of came in, I, I didn't replace a marketing director. I didn't replace this title. Like was never, this position was never here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you mean you never replace <laughs> I was the guy my job man yeah but no, <laughs> i mean we uh we'll, we'll try everything once right and uh there's so many different cool apps and, and platforms and programs out there but really i mean I, I think the biggest thing bringing it all back is um really expand your your digital footprint make sure you're everywhere like don't overthink it consistency is is key right now when it when you're uploading on on digital um yeah i don't know if that answers your question but no, it sure does. And yeah, I'm 43 and, and, uh, we just started hitting TikTok pretty hard. And, and what's interesting is I don't even know what it was. It's like, okay, I guess that's what the kids are using, whatever. So I, I actually went on and I signed up for an account and I was like, all right, let's see what's on. Let's see. I got, you know, um, uh, Zach, he's, he's taking care of all that for me and I'm putting, putting stuff up there. And anyway, I go in oh. and I, I just put a basic profile together, whatever. And I go in to see, you know, what's going on, how many followers, that kind of stuff. And all I get <laughs> is boobs and butts. I mean, that's what I get in my feed. And I'm like, no wonder so many people like this stuff. All it is is, is constantly, I'm like, I didn't sign up for any of this. Like, why is this in the feed? No wonder everyone loves this platform, right? So anyway. Tracking but, your behavior, man, that tells me a lot about you, so. <laughs> it must. I'm in a brand new account. I don't even know. I'm like, okay, well, that's interesting. I haven't even liked anything yet. Maybe it's a slowdown over over that. Like, what? what? <laughs> gotcha. No, but anyway, um, 
it's interesting though, all these different platforms we think they are for kids, you know what I mean? And I, I know people that are, you know, uh, somebody was just on a podcast, they have over 20,000 followers in the landscaping sector on, on TikTok. And yeah. it's, it's incredible how powerful that platform is, especially when it started out and nobody really took it seriously. And then they could explode pretty quick on it. And then you didn't hear anything about it. And then all of a sudden, it went, boom, back up again. So, you know, I guess it's, sure. there's a lot of things that are starting in trends and things like that. But so, in, in the idea of trends, you know, do you guys see certain trends besides TikTok with with any of these different socials that uh, you're seeing that you're kind of taking advantage of that you could let us know about? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I actually see trends like within the platforms, right? It's really interesting. Like TikTok right now is like what Instagram was five years ago. So we got about like mm-hmm. another year until they really figure out the algorithm. And then it's going to be a lot of like paid, a lot of sponsorships. But mm-hmm. right now, like the man Gary V would say you should be posting like four times on TikTok a day, which is yeah. insane. We definitely don't have the bandwidth to do that, but that shows you that it is working and they haven't like totally yeah. figured out the algorithm. But what I think is kind of cool and what really works for us, I mean, I would say TikTok in itself is a trend. I would say Instagram reels in itself is a trend, probably trends that will be here to stay. Um, the numbers are insane. Um, it it kind of like boils down to like content sharing versus like content direct for your followers, right? So mm-hmm. like to break it down, reels and TikTok will be your content will be blasted everywhere. So the reach is farther. There's more information, more people to reach. Whereas like just a hard normal post, it's only going to go to your followers. So obviously there's you know borders and thresholds on that. But so I think mm-hmm. both of those platforms are extremely important to be on right now and are trends within themselves. But inside there, if you pick up on like a very popular song you'll notice that like, hey, maybe, you know, content or like a cool project we did that's not even that like beautiful compared to some of the other stuff we posted. But if you overlay it with like a very popular trending song, sometimes, you know, that hits the algorithm and you get a lot more shared impressions. You also see just like a lot of fun viral stuff, right? Like the dances or, Mm -hmm. you know, the voiceovers. So we always pay attention to that. Um, I recently just hired a coordinator and literally like in her scope of work, it's like pay attention to social media trends and we try it all. Right. So, uh, again, I think it's one of those things where it's, you can't go wrong. People will second guess their accounts. People want to, uh, make it look so pretty from the grid and all of that. When the reality is we have like a three second attention span, we're glued to our phones, we're scrolling so quick. Um, and it's really just consistency. I would say it's better to post a subpar photo today than nothing at all, right? Uh, yeah. And then if you can highlight or, or act upon some of those trends or chances of going you know, viral, if you will, or uh, just getting more engagement or you know, sharing that content to a more wider audience, it's, it's a lot better. Yeah, no, I love that. And it's, uh, so if I were, uh, you know, say somebody new to TikTok or Reels, you know, these kinds of things, what do we look for? Like, what should I be shooting? How long? Uh, what kind of content? And, you know, why, I've been always the philosophy of consistency over perfection, right? It's better yeah. to have 40 uh, imperfect videos going out than it is to have three perfect ones, right? Because it's all about the strength right. in numbers. So what kind of content do you think works best? What have you found in the landscaping industry for the TikToks and the Reels? Sure. That's, a, that's an awesome question. When setting up real quick, I will say, I actually think profile gets overlooked like so like your actual avatar so like i actually usually like to use brand logo like if you have a recognizable brand logo i like to use that as the photo and then i think it's incredibly important to put your location above the fold or like as one of your first comments so a lot of times like you know i think it's a miss you see like these beautiful brands um or 
brands posting beautiful projects. And I will literally go to their profile page because I'm so interested in who it is. And I have no idea where they are at in the world, let alone in the country. I have no idea because they're just trying to like fill it with too much fluff. So that's something I would say setting up, use your brand logo and then also use, um, say where you're at located. I mean, I think that's very important, but as far as like some of the guidelines we use, I, I think every single person like back then and forever will love a good before and after before and afters are absolutely huge. And TikTok, I think the usability and the user experience is so easy that not only can, you know, you post a cool before and after, but like with a couple clicks of a buttons, you can time it up with a song and do a cool transition. And it looks like semi-professional, right? Uh, yeah. But I think before and afters are, are really, really important. And what I've learned lately, we always try to pay attention to our data. We actually review all of our insights on our business accounts on Mondays. Two that have really, really performed well as of recently are, one, people like the actual project work, the the like what's going on now work like there was a time when i would visit a site and i would be like wow this is going to be amazing but i would overthink it i'd be like i'm coming back in two weeks once that fireplace is done and the gas lines are hooked up so the fire can be on and it's going to look beautiful but people actually like that like current like kind of that raw in the moment uh, i posted a video a tiktok and then put it to a reel like last week and it was I literally just held my phone and kind of flew through the project site. And I mean, there was shit everywhere. And, you know, there was, you know, uh, the, the count, some of the countertops in the outdoor kitchen weren't even set up. And it's like one of my top performers of 2022, because I think people just kind of like to see the progress picture, if they will. Mm. Um, so that's big. And then something else that I used to not do a lot, but now I'm noticing just from my personal engagement uh, or our brand's personal engagement rather is, People like to see other people. I don't know what it is. You know, we like to look at each other. We like to look in the mirror. Who knows? But like we will post uh, insane, like backyard, full outdoor living space. And then the next day we will literally post like a picture of a guy trying on a new coat. We got him and the guy putting on the coat will perform better than the $300,000, you know, back patio. And I think it's really come down to just based on like what we've tested is People really like seeing other people. So whether they want to, you know, think to be in their shoes, whether they, you know, just relate better to, oh, I, I know that company. It's good to see that I'm seeing their employees. I, I really don't have an answer for what it is. But anytime we post like the actual employees, it performs awesome. I'd like to think it's because we're all good looking, but of course. We, got, we got some interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Now, do you ever flip the camera around and you start talking or is it always about, you know, taking a video of others working? Like how does, how do you balance that out? You know, I, I, I almost never get in front of the camera. I swear I don't. But as of lately, I've, uh, I've enjoyed the little, uh, you know, the advertorial tell them what's going on, but yeah, no, that's nice. something we've talked a lot about, too. I, I always try to give, like, perspective of the viewer. Um, mm -hmm. So people don't see me often. They see Tony a lot. They see Dave a lot. They see a lot of our foreman and our project managers. Once in a while, I'll, you know, kind of point so they can see my finger where I'm pointing to, you know. But uh, for me, I'm kind of like the content creator, if you will. Mm -hmm. I'm, the, I'm not the landscaper. I, I think Dave said it one time. I It's my job to make other people look great, you know. So that's that's what I do, and I love it, man. Nice. Nice. I love that. He makes us look good. <laughs> that's, hey, that's a job right there, right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Cool. So, I mean, uh, that's definitely good stuff. 
Sounds really good. So as far as you guys have been together, you said what, uh, Joe, about two, two and a half years you've been on the team? Yeah, about two and a half years for me. Yep. Yep. And Dave, you've been there, but you said 10 years? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, 10 cool. years now. 10. What are some of the break. lessons? What are some of the lessons that you guys learned coming together? You know, it sounded like, uh, Dave, some of your, your responsibilities were kind of handed on to Joe and he's kind of taken them on. And what are some of the, you know, some of the things you learned along the way, some of the lessons you learned along the way about handing the responsibility off to someone else? So many listeners are, you know, independent owners and they have a hard time, like I mentioned before, the five and five and the two and eight, right? So like handing hats off, yeah. handing responsibilities off. How do you do that in a way that you can trust that it's going to be done really well? How do you, how do you, how do you do that? Um, still learning how to do that kind of, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, our internal team has grown so much in the last two years that I have been so used to like Tony, the visionary, Dave, the executioner, like, this is what I want Got to it. do. Okay. I'll go figure out how to do that. You know, it's just, we were such a small team for so long that now that we've grown internally, you know, pulling that responsibility from Tony and now me delegating more responsibility as well. It's, I understand more now, like when Tony was, you know, very tight about how he wanted everything done and, I'm sure you went through the same thing. That's it's really hard to do and to feel really comfortable knowing that. Like I still ask, like I asked our, our direct, director of technology today, like, okay, but how do you know when that's done? How do you, how are you reminding yourself that those tasks are completed? Mm -hmm. Like, I know you know what to do, but how do you, you know, I'm like finding yeah. myself asking you those questions that I normally would do. Like, how do you remind yourself? Cause I know how <laughs> I remind myself that this piece is done so I can move on to the next 800 tasks for the day, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, but you know, it's a little bit of it is a kind of a test period when new people come on and especially on the management level of just, you have to kind of trust. And, and like I mentioned before with the own it thing is you sort of have to allow some of that fall on your face. You have to allow some mistakes yep. because the back end growth and value of that is exponentially valuable compared to you completed one pass the way I wanted you to complete it, you know, yep. letting yep. people, have enough freedom, but also having those checks and balances to make sure that when you do this, you're still aligning with our values. You're still, you know, delivering that product the way that we, all of our clients have, you know, come to know and expect out of us. Um, so just, it's, it's a fine line. It's a bit of a dance, you know, um, but you have to, you have to empower your people. You have to trust that you've hired good people on and they're They're able to do it when things aren't getting done. Everything rises to the surface. I mean, it's going to come out, you know, you can't, mm -hmm. You can't really hide anything. Eventually, it gets back up the ladder. Um, and for me, playing the buffer between Tony and everybody else, I've earned his trust over the last 10 years by admittedly never saying no and always figuring out a way to figure out whatever crazy <laughs> idea he wants done by 6 o'clock that day. Um, I've, I've been a huge enabler, and everybody around me goes, like, not, you always say yes. you you, you got to start saying no. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> so I hold the ultimate trust, I feel like, with Tony, where he knows that if mm. I'm still there and I'm working with these people, he knows I won't let that go by the wayside. So that's been very helpful for him to be able to focus his attention on top line stuff, on the business type of stuff, business development, acquisition, uh, really dealing with those top line things and then trusting, you know, kind of down the line um, as that goes. But like I said, I think the biggest thing we've done is just let people find their own formula to get to 10, you know, yeah, find yeah. your own way. And as long as we're getting the same results or better, 
we're all about it, you know, and Tony's always been open. If you have a better way to do it, I am all about that. All I care about is efficiency, profit, that we are getting things done. If you've got a better way to do it, tell me what that is. Let's test it. And if it works, then that's a better way to do it. Then we're doing that from now on, you know? So having that open-mindedness and not being too stubborn about everything. Um, Now he is very precise on everything being absolutely perfect all the time. So I think uh, that's a, a kind of a hard expectation to meet all the time and uh, can be frustrating sometimes, but it's all in the name of excellence, which is one of our, you know, one of our big pillars is everything. We want everything to be perfect and everything to be excellent, everything to be far and above every one of our competitors like by a lot. So we can nice. really distinguish ourselves as that's a groundworks job. That's a groundworks property. You know, that's a groundworks truck. That's a groundworks employee, you know, all around. I love that. I love that. And I often uh, think about the, you know, a child when it learns to walk, right? You don't, uh, you don't have a baby and, you know, all of a sudden it tries to walk and it stumbles and falls. I'm like, all right, kid, sorry. You're just, you're not cut out for this walking thing. Just go sit in your, your stroller or whatever. <laughs> like you're, you're just yeah, never going to walk. It's, it's just what over. it is, right? Yeah, yeah. Not going to happen. So we let them walk. We let them fall. We let them get back up and eventually they can walk and then they can run and then they're carrying us around. So it's the same with employees when it comes yeah. down to it and team members, you got to give them space. They're going to fall they're going to make mistakes hell we're not perfect so if we sit here and think oh they got to do everything perfectly and all that like no mistakes i don't want to lose any money you're never going to make any money that way either because you could lose money too don't forget as the owner right so others typically spend a little more time focusing on their 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 column their pillar that they're focusing on their lane if you will and there's a higher probability that they won't make those mistakes so uh, anyone out there that's looking to, you know, grow their team, but is scared because of handing things off. Maybe it's in the bookkeeping side, or maybe it's in the field, or maybe it's in the design side, whatever it might be. All I'm going to tell you is as soon as you do it, mark my words. And these guys will back me up on this. Mark my words. As soon as you do it, you're going to kick yourself in the ass for not doing it 10 years earlier. Am I right, guys? Absolutely right. And you said growth. And I think that's also just a key word to focus on because Tony, you know, he's got that entrepreneurial spirit. He he is quite the entrepreneur himself. Um, You know, he's always had his eyes on bigger, right? He like salivates over like bigger and better. And it was interesting because since even I've been on for the short two and a half years, like the past year, the shift that I've seen in just, you know, delegating the work has been, has been massive. And, And I think that's like the bigger conversation that we'll have sometimes where, you know, you are going to eventually plateau and you cannot get any bigger, any larger if you kind of stay where you are and you continue to try to own everything and like do things your way. Right. That's right. And we say a lot around here, we mean this with the utmost respect, but Tony's built such an incredible company, but we're at this hyper growth phase right now where we are no longer working for Tony. We are working for Groundworks Land Design. Yep. And like when everyone kind of starts to feel that it's, it's incredible. And you can actually see, okay, he's doing it right. I'm going to let him be, I'm going to let go a little bit. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just that, you know, back to everything we've been saying on this podcast, that empowerment, everything has been huge, but yeah, for any of the listeners that are about the size we're at and, you know, maybe they've been there for a couple of years or maybe they have, you know, dreams to grow larger the same way we do. It, it really is about delegating that work. And I mean, gosh, even like the past six months, the amount of, job opportunities that have opened have been insane. And, and I think the big thing too is like our office staff is, is quickly becoming more folks from outside of the industry. 
And I yeah. think that's a whole different conversation, a whole different podcast episode, because just the, the different perspective and approach you can have to kind of break down, you know, the old school green industry mentality, it can also be very, you know, very beneficial, but that's still all kind of parallels with, you know, letting go, letting people do things their own way. But uh, the growth would not have happened in the past two and a half years. The recent acquisitions would not have happened if he didn't finally, you know, trust the ones around him and, and let go and let them kind of, yeah, run their shit, right? It's kind of like a basket, Josh, you know, like you have, you're, you're the owner and you have all your things that you've <laughs> developed over all these years. Yep. You know, I'd sneak in and I'd grab one and run away. You know, that's mine now. You know, I'd see it, grab another one. All right, that's mine now. You know, and, and the basket's yeah. gotten lighter and lighter, but the the fruit of that has just gotten so much better. And, and that's so cool. great. People are just great people. They're going to go to bat for you. You know, there's yeah. it, the growth becomes exponential. But it is it's a really hard thing to do when you're at, you know, when you hit that first million or you get the three million or five. You know, whenever wherever you're at, and you're kind of it's really hard because you. You as the owner know exactly what you want. You know exactly how you want this thing to run, and it's really hard to let go of that. But when you find someone you can run with, and someone that really has your best interests, you know, and you take care of them, and you really let them kind of do things, you know, a little bit of their twists with your approval, of course. I mean, that's things just start to take off exponentially from there. That's 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 where we're at now. We're just adding great people to the internal team, great people to the field staff, and it's just it's a really fun time at Groundworks right now. Own it. Oh, own it. Own it. I own it, baby. I love who it. it. Who owns that? That's what I hear a lot too now. Wait, who yeah. owns it? You know, some, something happens. You go, who owns that? Who owns that? No, all right, we need to figure out who owns that. It's so powerful though, guys. It's such a psychological power that, you know, everyone is looking to help and fix and move things as much as they possibly can to help the entire team out. That's just amazing. I mean, it's more about having the, you know, seeing the teams grow and own what's going on and having the, um, the inner wisdom to make decisions for themselves and the empowerment. That is the biggest piece. Now, what are some trends you guys see in the outdoor living design build world? Some things that you're doing now that you weren't doing like two or years ago or adding the projects. What are maybe top two things here before we wrap up? Um, everybody wants a roof now. Everybody wants a roof over their patios. That's yeah. like, that went from like, you know, a couple of year might happen here or there to like, it's the staple now. Everybody that calls in, they want the roof fireplace tv and i mean it's amazing especially in cleveland where we live you know where this the summer season is short to begin with and you know in pa you know it cuts down so now that we're we're building these roof structures and we're adding you know heated elements that can actually extend that patio season between like the fireplace you know like bromic heaters and just all you know fire tables just things that extend that outdoor season well into the fall well into football season you know it's like that's been so big and we've seen so much of that and such a big uptrend in just roof structures, you know, per nobody's really doing pergolas much often anymore. It's, I want a full covered structure. I want it. I want the fans in there, the lights, you know, the whole bit. I want to be able to extend my patio season instead of just summer months. Now it's like mm -hmm. March to like December and we got some really hardcore guys out there grilling all winter long, you know, with their heaters <laughs> on and nice. uh, they got the infrared grills and they're sending us pictures of, you know, mm -hmm. grilling on Valentine's day type of deal. So it's, uh, <laughs> that's probably been the biggest uptrend for sure. It's like the full covered shingled roof structure. I tell everyone yeah. the, uh, the outdoor living space is the new man cave, like a hundred percent. Once you back that, like, I mean, the, it is. the kangarators <laughs> and the TV yeah. and the, yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's how crazy, how far will you go? 
Um, what would you say number two is? Turf? Turf is probably the next biggest uptrend as we're seeing is artificial turf. Uh, nice. We're seeing a ton of people putting it in. Uh, oh. I think it's going to just be totally explode over the next couple of years. And we're going to see way more integration. We're integrating in our designs a lot more. Um, not totally replacing the lawn space, but kind of, you know, supplementing, especially areas that are like really wet or have issues like with moisture or drainage, you know, that extends it too. you know, people have kids, people have dogs, and they just get sick of wiping off feet, wiping off paws. And when we can incorporate some of those turf areas, you know, around patios, in between pavers, you know, different designs, it's, it's an all year mud free zone, you know, it's mm -hmm. essentially a patio and the, the turf quality has come so far that we've just seen a huge uptrend. We're going to, I think we're going to continue to see it, um, with, you know, things like seed and fertilizers just going through the roof, you know, that, that price gap is starting to close a little bit more too, yeah. uh, where it's not so crazy that people are willing to take that leap. Um, and of course, you know, we do like some putting greens and stuff too, you know, for our golf enthusiasts that happens as well. But um, we're just we're incorporating a lot more into these outdoor living spaces where people can use you have this usable space that is not as subject to the elements as, you know, just typical turf or mulch or things like that. I love that. I love that for sure, man. I love it. That's what we're seeing, too. That's, you know, it, it's incredible. COVID's been a big uh, plus for all this stuff. People are stuck home. They hate their backyards and they realize it's such an untapped resource sitting right there. And, you know, with house values being high and equity being high with the boom in, in pricing, they're like, oh, I can pull out of the piggy bank and I can invest in my home. And, you know, and yeah. they've been bringing a lot of it outside. So we've been very blessed with that. And hopefully that rides for a while yet. That'd be really cool. But uh, guys, I've had a great conversation with you today and I've really, you know, enjoyed uh, all of our chatting back and forth. So Everyone listening out there, you know, how can they find you, Joe, Dave, how can they find you? Where can they look, you know, where can they see some of your handiwork, all that good stuff. That's the marketing guy. That's right. <laughs> Let him go. Website, uh, www.groundworkslanddesign.com. And nice. on there, we keep it really easy uh, to then jump to other platforms. So uh, on all the major social media platforms, we are at Groundworks Land Design, believe it or not. Yes. Uh, so we're basically Groundworks Land Design across the board. I love it. I love it. Any other yeah. nuggets you guys want to drop before we finish up? Anyone listening in Cleveland, we're hiring, we're hiring, we're hiring. <laughs> really True well. marketing guy right there. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's right. No, man, we're, we're happy to be on here. I think it's going to be another kick-ass season. Um, April kind of always marks the start of our season uh yep. in cleveland and uh we're ready to rock and roll we're we're always trying to disrupt the marketplace as corny and cliche as that sounds but it's the truth and uh we like to share you know our journey along the way so again continue to follow us on all social platforms for advice cool pictures uh and just just a good time sweet well, I certainly appreciate you guys coming on today and sharing your wisdom and dropping lots of nuggets. I know I certainly learned a, a lot today and I uh, appreciate you guys. So if you uh, if you like what you hear and you want to send it out to a friend or you think a friend could benefit from the social media material that they talked about or their stories or what they're doing over there at Groundworks, share this episode. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your competitor. Imagine that, right? We all, we're all together in this game and we're all here. The more we can empower each other, the more we can all rise as a brother and sisterhood in this industry 
industry and, and help everybody get paid what they're worth and to do fun jobs and just increase the professionalism in our industry. And we're blessed to have thousands listening each week. And uh, that's all because you guys out there that are listening and sharing continue to do that. So please continue. You know, we want to impact and empower 2 million lives in the next four and a half years. We're well on our way to that all because of your kind heart and generosity with sharing and, uh, and helping your friends out. So continue to do that, please. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you.